Hey guys, this is JVL. I am here to congratulate you on your 100th episode of what is now probably the best podcast about the substandard. I, uh, I have some ideas for your 100th show topics because I'm, I'm assuming it won't be a clip show. So I, uh, I have some questions that I was hoping you guys could discuss in between the stool samples and the counting. Uh, I was wondering, Chris, who would win in a fight, Mulan or Moana? And keep in mind that Moana does, in fact, have the power of the ocean at her disposal. Thomas, if you could start a war anywhere in Scandinavia, who would you have go to war with each other? Why? And who would win? And Ryan, you could bang it out with either Ray or Jin from Rogue One. Which would you pick and why? Oh, also, guys, why isn't there a version of the show with Lara and Shark and Jen and Megs and Tanya? Because that would be really good, too. Like, you know, a lot better than your show. Congratulations. Bye. Did you guys see that Donald Trump mentioned us the other day? No, I didn't. I mean, everyone was talking about it. It was uh, huge. I was a little surprised that she actually listens to the show, uh, but apparently it does. And so the other day... Wait, 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 wait. Does this mean we got on Fox News? I mean, I hear that's that's where the big bucks are, right? But that's that's what he watches, right? So does this mean that... Thomas, did you get us on Fox News? Did you buy us an ad on Fox News? (laughs) Did you buy us an ad on Dust? I mean, Bill Hammer called me up. Are we... Are we a podcast aimed at old people? <laughs> what is the average age of our listener? He's he's 30. Our, <laughs> our listener is 30. Okay. The other day, uh, Donald Trump tweeted out in all caps and exclamation points, points and everything, stop the count. What else could he be talking about? Nothing else is happening. He must have listened to the show. Do you think he likes the show but hates the counting? Because if he doesn't like the counting... <laughs> not, yeah. not a lot else there for him. I bet he wishes that they counted Biden's ballots the way that Gruden counts. <laughs> down? Every th- yeah, down by every, three. Every three and backwards. I, I saw I saw voter fraud in Texas, like where I went, and because they're keep we need to hand count every ballot. We want to separate the, the legal ones from the illegal ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um they weren't they weren't doing it by hand uh, where where I went. Um, they were sounds sketchy. They, they were they were penis counting the legal ballots and they were butt counting the illegal ballots. So uh, I'm not sure. Um, can you explain? Um, I have a video of it. I'll just send you that instead. Okay. I mean, yeah. this is this does remind me of of uh, I finally after boy I think I started the show. A year and a half ago, Ryan was going nuts about the leftovers and how much he loves the leftovers. Uh, and and I don't remember that. The fir- it was that long ago. That's the thing. And so the first season is just unbelievably bleak, and uh, I did not like it. So it just it took me like a year to make it through the first season. Like I would stop watching it for six months and then pick it back up for another thirty minutes and then put it back down. But I finally uh, made it through to the end of the of the the show and. I'm surprised that Ryan didn't talk about this more. First of all, there's a there are a lot of dicks in that show. A lot of frontal nudity. Number two, 
last season, Justin Thoreau, unfortunately, you don't see his dick, but uh, he's the president in this, let's just call it a dream sequence. And not only do they have a retinal scan to verify that he's the president, what do they have, Ryan? They, you have to do a penis print. Like instead of a thumbprint, you, they have a waist height little <laughs> box. That comes out, and then you put your penis on it, and it verifies that you are, in fact, the president. And that lets you into the bunker. That's a real Question. thing. Who, who, who has this? The, the CIA? In the, the, in, the dream, in the dream sequence, that's how you get into uh, the bunker if you're the president. Anybody can get facial surgery for the facial recognition. But, like, the real – so the real tell is in the penis print. How many seasons of this show are there? Just three. And it took you how long to watch them? Uh, you know, I watched the last two seasons pretty quickly. It was just the first one. I, Ryan, I can't believe you stuck with it. But I guess um, Lindelof had made a night, such a name for himself that that uh, you just were that interested. Because uh, if if that were the only season I were aware of, I would not have continued. So for some reason, I assumed that the leftovers. I'm I'm not sure how I got there, but I assumed that the leftovers was a show about rejected football players who didn't get the chance to play anywhere else. So they were left over and they made a show about them getting on a team. No, it's a movie starring Keanu Reeves about the replacement players in the 1980s during uh, the the player strike. And they didn't get, uh, they didn't like have a a homemade pregame meal. They all just had to bring Tupperware with like lasagna or whatever they had last night. Food that they had from, yeah, before, I don't know what you call that, but they they just brought it themselves from mm-hmm. from a previous meal. It was food from a previous meal, and they just have that in the locker room, and then they would go mm-hmm. play football. Is that actually from the movie? Yep. yep. But also, half of them had the had had just not half of them, like a certain percentage of them had just disappeared randomly, and so the rest of life went on with them just being gone. It was it was crazy. So so we need to start the show, but but Chris, can we talk about the fact that? You have potential. The only way your coffee mug would be more generic is if it said coffee. It instead it reads Starbucks. You know where I got this mug? Starbucks. I got it at Costco. <laughs> I like this mug. I'm glad I mean, you do. You know what's in there, right? If it says coffee. Coffee. Costco. There's Costco in there and some ranch water. Well, there's ranch seasoning. I I don't use creamer. I use ranch seasoning. Like a little packet of Hidden Valley. If you would have told me that this podcast would hit the big time with 100 episodes, I would have said, I mean, you're damn right. Look at the freaking talent. You've got a former software engineer from Silicon Valley who loves the Cheesecake Factory who then moves to Texas for the low taxes, only to find his daughter has neo-Confederate tendencies. We've got a preacher who emerged from the Minnesota wilds with a poop obsession and an unrivaled loquaciousness. And finally, you have a slightly deranged Swede who speaks Finnish and sometimes English, who has a love of Lady Asians, the Calgary Flames, and Angela Merkel. You put that all together, it's a can't miss. Now, it's true, uh, listening to that first episode, I was, you know, I was like, this is pretty fucking terrible. But then the counting started, and the magic happened. I thought, eh, this is actually, could be mediocre terrible. So, gentlemen, I hope you get to 100 more, and it's been an honor being part of it. 
fried the chicken. That's when you're supposed to say that, right, Ryan? Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I meant to talk about that. I need to, I mean, you need to make a note somewhere. Phil um, Schaefer, there we go. Paul Schaefer? Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the substandard expanded universe. You are listening to the SSEU podcast and episode 100. We are the world's number one pop culture, sports, movie, TV show, Disney, Star Wars, counting, lifestyle, and food podcast. We might not do any one topic better than anyone else, but we feel confident in claiming that we do 10 topics better than any other podcast out there. You can find us on Twitter at SSEU Podcast. If you have complaints, praise, comments, or suggestions, feel free to tweet, uh, tweet at us or send an email to sseupod at gmail.com. That is sseupod at gmail.com. You can also join us over at Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. Forward slash oh, it's slash. It's slash. <laughs> it's, a, it's a key that only comes on special keyboards. On Patreon, you get additional content, such as live shows, which we did one of last week, live commentary episodes of shows or movies, and more. Uh, guys, did I did I miss anything fundamental about the show? Yeah, you did. Uh, we, we, are are a po- we are a horse podcast. We're a horse podcast. We have an appetizer on Ruth's Chris Steakhouse <laughs> menu. My favorite part about the show is how we make nacho fun drizzles. Of, we make fun of how Thomas pronounces English words, even though he speaks English for like two hours a week. Mm. <laughs> We're merciless. All right. Yeah, so it's gonna get worse. All right, shut up. There are, as always, three hosts on this show. I am Thomas, the Swede turned Oklahoman, turned Illinoisan turned Arizonan, turned Swede again, but always an IKEA brand ambassador. I am delighted to be here as always. And as usual, I am flanked by the only man who could trick his date to go on a date that actually wasn't a date in Cleveland of all places and still managed to convince her to marry him after that debacle. Chris the Casanova Haberman. Chris, how are you today? I'm doing great, Thomas. Thanks for asking. Well, was that an accurate description of your first date? That's pretty close. Did I talk with that? I talked with that here, right? Okay. I, I didn't know. Like, it wouldn't be beyond you to contact no idea my what, wife, what to find my about. wife and be like, hey, give me some dirt on, on Haberman. But uh, yeah, so I just replaced a doorknob today. It's a pretty manly what, thing. What were you I mean, doing to that doorknob uh, that fell off? <laughs> On the scale of Vic Mattis to um, the captain, um, I'm more on the Vic Mattis side, so I'm proud of myself when I accomplish things like changing Wait, door. when you say you replaced, do you mean you picked up the phone and you called someone? Or No, I went to the hardware store. I found the doorknob. I purchased the doorknob. I mean, just finding it is, is a big deal. I mean, there's a lot of choices for doorknobs, but I found the right one. I purchased it. I removed the old one. 
and I installed the new one. What do you mean that you found the, the right one? You, you want the right color, and, and this one in particular, it's, it's a doorknob on an exterior door, but I purchased an interior uh, knob since it has a deadbolt, and I didn't want a key, and so I had to kind of figure out um, just selecting the right one. In a whole aisle, like America, like Bernie Sanders complains that there are like a thousand different kinds of deodorant, right? Well, the same thing is for doorknobs. There's like a bunch of different options. I had to figure out which ones. Was what, the what, hard, what hardware store did you go to? I went to Ace, Ryan. Mm. Ace is the yeah. place. Ace is the because, place for, for what? Is it uh, helpful what hardware folks or something like that. Because where That's do we not sense. go? Lowe's. Boo. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So from from one knob to another, fulfilling the trio tonight is okay. our representative mm-hmm. from the Austin social elite. He goes swimming with Matt, Matty McConaughey. He runs marathons Greg with Abbott. Greg, Greg Abbott. Okay. He was an extra on the Highwaymen, and he owns shares in Cinestate. He once played AAA baseball for the Indianapolis Indians, where Garrett Cole ended his career with a fastball to the crotch. <laughs> Ryan, as always, a pleasure. Great to have you here. Why am, why am I getting hit in the penis area with a baseball? I- Better that's question. Not, Ryan, how's not, the penis? It's not, you know, it's not been the same since then, but... Well, all right, I mean. so I, I think the answer to your question, Chris, is, Ryan, how many kids do you have? Mm, I mean, is this a counting thing? Because I'm probably going to have to have them line up. Once they're, they're not all home right now, so I don't know. All, all I'm saying is I am sure that Ryan's equipment is just fine. Uh, today is a big day. Can you, uh, can you explain why to our listeners? Um, what is today? Oh, is it like six days after election day that, yeah, I always do, uh, a really special thing. Six days. I say, Oh, I forgot to vote six days ago. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that six days after election day was the day when you throw the Christmas tree out. You get it stuck in the chimney (laughs) and then you spend another month or so trying to get it down. Just little by little, yank it down, get up there. Isn't it true, Ryan, that one of your children is having a birthday party today? Yeah. I mean, party is a... This is like an interrogation. Is it true or is it not true that Rhett is having a birthday I'm gonna, party today? I'm not going to testify that it's technically a party because there's no one outside of our family that lives here that's coming. It's but... In the party like a, like a kinney party because they don't call it a party. Because we've got enough. Um, we're gonna put up decorations. <laughs> He's gonna have. There's gonna be. There's gonna be a slice of cake. So he'll get. He'll get a slice of cake, and the other uh, boys will have to watch him eat it. Do you know what would be hilarious? Mm-hmm. It'd be hilarious if you invited all of of Jack's friends to Rhett's birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> and he looks around. And he's like, "These are all Rhett. These are all Jack's friends." <laughs> well, and I then mean... you'd be like, "All you people came, sent your you know wrong kid to the party." <laughs> no, no, you did it. No, you did it. No, you did it. <laughs> but so, but so, I you, idiot! Now <laughs> you handed this to me, you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> This is one of the things that, that makes me feel a little sad for American children. There, there aren't a whole lot, but like, like the fact that in 2020, they live in a world where... Did you say that he's not having a single friend over? Does Rhett have friends? Yeah, he does. Yeah. There were kids who wanted to have come over, but we just decided... I mean, we don't do like big... If we did a big party for every year for all of them, it would be... You would be broke. 
Could you have an outdoor film? We could, but we're not. So, <laughs> would you did, did Rhett like hire you to <laughs> work? I have met Rhett. I feel like we connect. We we mm. get along really well, and I'm I'm just looking out for a bro. No, how how old is he? <laughs> He's younger than you are. Is he eight? <laughs> is he eight? <laughs> Damn it. All right. Yes, he is. Younger. Okay. Well, that's yeah, not Thomas. I know he's eight. Okay. But basically, you're too lazy to plan an outdoor party is what you're saying. A fucking baby. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You you should have done like a horse please, birthday please party. tell me what else I should have done. You should have planned a horse birthday party. Let, with me, get, let me get with something to write with. Let me get a scanner. Only scans half the paper. So I'm going to have to write this list twice. I'm going to have to put the bottom of the list on the top of the second page so that I can scan the entire list. Sounded like your mother-in-law has a neighbor who has a horse. I just thought that would be a fun addition to the birthday. What kid doesn't like to ride a horse into a pool of water? Because <laughs> don't you have a sister-in-law that has a pool? Yeah, like, we do. So you could just we, have, so, yeah, so ride the horse saying, into like, the water. Take, take the horse from the neighbor to... Yeah, the other neighborhood where they don't yeah. live, and then just say, "Hey, we're just gonna ride we're it gonna into, ride this pool. into the pool." <laughs> do you think it'll be able to get out? Because otherwise, we'll only be able to do it once. <laughs> well, there's a, there's steps to the pool, aren't there? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know how horses like. Maybe they're just like, no, fuck you. I'm staying in here now. <laughs> this is my home. A hundred shows. Wow. Um can't believe it. I mean, it seems like it was just yesterday that you guys started a podcast for no apparent reason. And now, 100 shows later, uh, one of my favorite episodes was when the Dennis Thieves episode, mainly because I was on and Haberman wasn't. It's a great show. But wow, 100 episodes. My favorite running gag is when uh, you guys tell Ryan you're going to start at a certain time then you and Chris start an hour early. It's the best. I really hope this show goes on for another two or three episodes. Congrats, guys. Do you guys want a, a fun fact about Texas? I love fun, fun facts. <laughs> uh, I had visited uh, Ryan, I believe, twice. Twice? Yeah, yeah. twice in Austin. And both I'm times I have, end, I have ended up on toll roads uh, in, in Austin. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Ryan, what's the What's the toll road? Uh, I mean, there's a there's a 45 toll road. There's the 183 toll road. There's the Mopac toll road. You you go. You're on a highway. There's a good chance you're going to accidentally end up on the toll road. Right. So so they they photographed the car and the license plate and whatever, <laughs> uh, and then they charge you a bunch of money, and mm-hmm. you're supposed to go pay it online. Uh, mm-hmm. The fun fact about Texas is that they have an outstanding charge, but they are never going to get paid. <laughs> You now, ever... you, you think that's really funny, but like when you try to emigrate in 10 years and this is the thing that holds you back, you're going to be sorry. They're going to be like, mm-hmm. uh, this this lassie fella seems to be a pretty good candidate for for a green card, but it looks like he owes some tolls in Texas. He's a scofflaw. <laughs> but but isn't, I think it was Laura who told me that. You you have like, you have a you have this, the the toll fee and then if you don't pay it within thirty days there's a like there's a massive fine or something like that's how they yeah make money. it just keeps going up yeah they it's a big scam yeah. like it just you know you have like a like a dollar fifty cent toll it, a lot of times what happens people say that they don't even get the bill in the mail 
until like three months later. And so they charge you three months worth of worth of late fees. And I think it's, I don't know, for $1.50, it ends up being like $38 or something like that. It might even be more than that. But yeah, it was a big, they had an investigation. People were pissed. I I think it still happens. Well, here, here's the thing. I don't even remember my registration license plate anymore. So I have no idea how, how I... Yeah, if you pay. just... If that is part of the law. If you just say, I don't remember my <laughs> registration. It's like, all right, all right. That's that's a legitimate yeah. excuse. All right, guys. That, that's enough infrastructure week uh, for today. <laughs> just wanted to throw it out there. El Duce of Pittsburgh. I come before you to praise the podcasting men of the SSEU for reaching their productivity quota of 100 episodes. They are to be commended for their efforts. I urge them to strive to make the podcast run on time. No more tardy hosts. No more editing delays. No more interrupting. Through these efforts, through their counting and their school samples, we will rise to be the powerful SSEU of which we all dream. Happy 100th episode. Long live the SSEU. This is episode 100. Did you guys think that we were going to make it this far? I don't know, Thomas. I haven't given it that much thought. We've kind well, of been just going week by week, haven't we? There are many great podcasts uh, that have uh, come and gone. And a lot of them, have they've been thrown into existence and then they've started to put out episodes. Uh, and then they, they just disappeared. And a lot of them have disappeared with way fewer episodes than we have managed. That obviously means that since we have more episodes, we are a better podcast, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, podcasting is a volume business. You <laughs> just crank them out. It can be five minutes, and but we don't do that. Yeah, I mean, in the end, the podcast with the most episodes <laughs> is the winner. Wins the game. Yeah, and so... We will just some, keep going some, week by week. Sons of bitches do do a show every day, though. Well, that's a, they will burn out. They're going way too fast. Okay. Really, what I want to get to here is: Do you guys remember projections? Oh yeah. Yes. It was the most irregular podcast in the in existence. <laughs> like, do you know any other podcast that came out maybe once a month, once every other month, sometimes twice a week? I don't know. Like, it was. Really strange. Um, Yeah, it was all over the place. So are there any other podcasts that you guys used to listen to, but unfortunately uh, died, passed away? It went away? Hmm. How about you, Thomas? Hmm. Since you asked the question, do you have something ready while we think about it? Yeah, I have one. Let's hear it. Have you you guys heard of the Sub Beacon? (laughs) It used to be a terrific podcast. So that was just a big setup for you to say that, huh? (laughs) I mean, we're all hoping it will come back. Ryan, Ryan, JVL is your best friend. Can't you, like, do something? Well, give me a suggestion. What do you suggest I do? Gentlemen, this is genuinely a concern of mine, Uh, not because we've heard anything about the future being in doubt. It's just inertia is a powerful thing. And they have, like, they haven't been doing it for months now. And to actually get together once a week to carve out the time is Mm. not easy. No. No, and and so I, I know that um, th- there are rumors about a new episode coming out, but uh, t- to get back, to go from not doing it for months to get back into the routine of doing it once a week, that's that's tough. So I, I am concerned. Or should we talk Maybe. now or, or later about this podcast? Because, I mean, that, that was just one of the things. Is I haven't had time to stop and think about 
how long or how far this is going to go because like it it's a bit of a labor of love like each of us has full schedules and and we sacrifice and compromise to, to find a way to thomas is squinting okay look as long as we're raking in the dough i'm i'm gonna find the time you're so, happy okay all right but so about the sub beacon maybe this is a bad time so the tenet episode of the sub beacon is is the most recent one and it was released on the 11th of September. Yikes. <laughs> and when was the last one before that? 9-11 killed the sub Oh, my gosh. Uh, and before they that... They did a Flight was... 93. They did a Flight 93. Oh, yeah. They crashed the podcast to save the country. They did. They defeated Donald Trump by crashing the podcast. Booger, ah, ah. pee, booger. Like, not all this is getting cut. We can't make 9-11 jokes, people. Okay. Response? <laughs> How many years has it been? 19 years? When did I start making 9-11 jokes? Uh, you, Thomas? Never. Uh, but, I but, think that uh, was fine. Yeah. In fact, so, I think we need to do more every week. <laughs> we should make it personal. We should read a, like, find the uh, names of the victims and make this it... This idiot. Like, <laughs> Whitehead? His name's Whitehead? Obviously racist. We started this 100 episodes ago. That's It's more than 100 weeks because we haven't released one every single week. Mm-hmm. In that time, Chris has even managed to launch an additional podcast project. Uh, Chris, mm-hmm. why, why don't you remind our listeners wh- what else it is that you're doing? I also record a podcast with my brother, my twin brother of the <laughs> Arnold and Danny DeVito sort. No, he's not my twin brother. Uh, but uh, we record Haber Bros weekly. So there, for twice a week, I carve out the time to prepare. Well, more for that podcast than this one. But mm-hmm. twice, twice we, we know, we know. <laughs> twice a week, at least, I step set aside time to record a podcast. Haber Bros, you should uh, uh, you should listen to it. Is that what it is called? If I go to the app and I type in Haber Bros, is it? Yeah, it's called Haber Bros. Why, why would he say the wrong name? <laughs> It's called Haber Bros Clergy and Lay, uh, but Haber Bros, just searching that, will will get you there. What is it about? We have a segment each week on the gospel reading for the, the that Sunday. Um, so it, it actually coincides with my sermon prep. And then we have a segment on theology. And if we have time, we'll have a segment on culture. So last week we talked about The Mandalorian. It sounds which... like you're double dipping here. Do you ever talk about this podcast in the culture section? Um... No. Since we have made or done so many episodes, a hundred of them, uh, it's, it's been over a hundred weeks, this also means that we have had a chance to insult and <laughs> potentially, potentially offend a lot of people on this podcast. So, for example, John Gruden... Michael Fassbender, Judge Janine, Bill O'Reilly, uh, Michael Shannon, and you know the rest of the cast of Potter's Will, Tom, Abella, uh, Anschutz, uh, Lady Lawyers, and others. We might have offended these people. When when did we offend Michael Fassbender? I feel like we've uh, only said good things about him. I mean that 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 might. I'm not sure if he enjoys his equipment being discussed on podcasts, but I assume I mean, that that's, I, I assume that's what people want to hear. So when I compliment okay, yeah. people, it's usually about that. Yeah, I take that back. We we have we have complimented Michael Fassbender. We we have not offended him. In so any way. is that why Vic and Sonny aren't emailing me back? Oh, well, it could be one of the reasons. 
I'm like, hey, great episode this week, and, you know. So I, I'm sure. So I listed a few. I'm sure that there are many more. We have offended. I have offended them. And I realized that we might have said hurtful things. So like, for example, when we called Michael Shannon and Christina Hendricks, when we called them furries, maybe that was a bit. When, when, when I called Judge Janina drunk, maybe she took offense to that. Uh, but the point here is that, so after 100 episodes, I, I just want to tell all of these people, all of the people that we have hurt, all of the people that we have potentially offended, go screw Go pound sand. I don't give a shit. Can we add to that yeah. list while we're at it? Like ones we haven't mentioned yet? Paul Walker. Did we get Paul Walker in there yet? <laughs> no, I mean, like, can we continue? Like, add to the list. Like, Lindsay Fifield. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think we've mentioned her. Yeah. Uh, we might it, have she, mentioned who did she write for? I have no we, idea. We might have mentioned the Lady Brains podcast. Does that's she have a job? Yeah, that's what it is. She, he, uh, she's an I adjunct writer with, at Ricochet. So we are improving our chances of getting on the super feed right now. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole I moving think, to Arizona think, thing didn't I, really work out for us, did it? I think like I didn't, I say something really mean to John Gabriel. Oh, you did. In the, in the last couple of weeks. I think it did. I'm pretty sure it did. I think you had a bunch of ranch water and then <laughs> it went off on John Gabriel, didn't you? Yeah, I think I think that it is. So, and I, and at the end of it, I did say, but we still want to be on the super. <laughs> I mean, two years of of Thomas hanging out at his daughter's school um, didn't work. So I don't know what what else we can do at this point. Maybe he has trouble like picking up his daughter from school. So maybe if you give her a ride home a few times, <laughs> make things easier. Transition. So we have, for this 100th episode, we have also received a lot of messages, a lot of signs of respect, a lot of people who want to pay tribute to the mm. podcast. And we are uh, going to play a few of them right now for you guys. What's up, everybody? Drew Brees here. I'm excited to be joining Cameo to raise money for the Breeze Dream Foundation to support our mission to improve the quality of life for cancer patients and provide care, education, and opportunities for families in need. Looking forward to your requests and thanks in advance for all your support. This is Lara. I just wanted to wish a happy 100th episode to the SSEU podcast, the world's premier podcast that got its start by being devoted to fandom of another podcast. I want to congratulate the priest, the Danish wood sprite, and my favorite host, Matthew Baganahay's best friend. SSCU Pod is my absolute favorite podcast that has twice had me on as a guest. Here's to 100 more, guys. 100 episodes of the SSCU Podcast. Uh, congratulations, Thomas and Chris and Ryan. Uh, what an accomplishment to think that you went from uh, something that was just kind of a goof and a one-off and you have turned it to, um, no exaggeration, probably the preeminent podcast for reviewing 10-year-old movies that no one's ever heard of or watched. Um, that's something to be proud of. So congratulations again. Looking forward to 100 more. Thomas, that one we got from Arnold Schwarzenegger, did you did you accidentally delete that one? Uh, I didn't. I just didn't understand what he was saying. Uh, did you guys see this movie that's new on Netflix called The Princess Switch? Switched again? Uh, part of it. Have you seen the first one? <laughs> No. Oh, well, wait. Have you seen part of the second one? Yeah. 
Is it any good? I mean, as far as like, you know, crappy uh, holiday movies go, it's, I mean, there's some funny parts. But, I mean, it's fun to like just watch and like make fun of. But uh, it's, yeah, I don't know. Rose, it's, it's, Rose, was, Rose was watching it. Uh, she was just like blitzing through a bunch of uh, Christmas movies in the last week. And so. Okay. So, so per- here's my question. Pervert. Okay. Here's my question, Ryan. Would I enjoy it? I feel like there's a flow chart here. Does it have Anna Kendrick? No. Does it? Right. You know, I don't. It has Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, then. Uh, oh, she, is she be, the star? I didn't know. She might be a little old for you, Thomas. But Ryan, you have uh, watched something else recently? Oh yeah. So we've been watching this show. It's a it's a new show on HBO. It's called The Undoing. It stars uh, Hugh Grant, Nicole Kidman. Basically, uh, Hugh Grant is an oncologist. And uh, what is that? What does an oncologist do? He gives kids cancer or he does the opposite of that. Something with cancer. He's a cancer dog. Kids kids give him cancer? Kids give him cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, he's 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 doctor um, and is Nicole Kidman's wife. And the. He has an affair. Hugh Grant has an affair. And the woman that he has an affair with ends up dead. The police arrest him. They think that he killed her. And that's the whole mystery of the show is did he kill her? Did he not kill her? Nicole Kidman is trying to find out. Nicole Kidman finds out that he'd been fired from the hospital where he works. Yes, Thomas. Why is Nicole Kidman trying to find this out? That's a good question. Uh, Does she work for the police? I think, like, well, she's a psychiatrist, so as we know, <laughs> psychiatrists are basically investigators. Um, she's the Anne Hathaway sort of psychiatrist. Like, she doesn't know whether or not she, because she she finds out about the affair like after the woman has died, and um, is so the then, Sha- is the Shyamalan twist in this movie that the person actually wasn't murdered but died of cancer? Holy shit. <laughs> I did this autopsy all wrong. <laughs> I cut off her head. <laughs> she came in with the head on. I forgot. Um, uh, anyway, um, but uh, so Nicole Kidman finds out that he'd actually been fired from the hospital for having, because the woman that's dead, she, her son uh, was one of Hugh Grant's patients and her, her son had cancer. And then they got, romantically involved and Hugh Grant says she became obsessed with him. And so then like the hospital like fired him because of you can't bang your patient's moms. And um, then is that a rule at all hospitals or maybe just this prudish? Yeah, know, this was in New York city and you know, you know how they, prudish they are about sexuality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you know, those New York values. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the first time Nicole Kidman goes to the hospital and finds out he's been fired. Uh, one of the other doctors, Hugh Grant's coworker says, I can't talk to you. Um, you know, we kept it. We agreed to keep it quiet. I signed a uh, confidentiality agreement or whatever. And he says, I can't talk to you. And he runs back up the stairs to the hospital. And then, and so the scene that I want to describe is Nicole Kidman has contacted this guy who was a doctor and a friend of her husband's. And she wants to talk to him. She wants to get information about what happened with the affair, why he was fired and everything like that. And uh, so they meet and the camera is like from a drone shot. 
and you just see them sitting on these two benches and the guy, the doctor's already sitting there and Nicole Kidman walks up and sits on the bench across from him. And he's just like, I shouldn't be talking to you. I could get fired just for talking to you. And she's just like, please, please. I just want to know, you know, I just want to find out what happened. And he's like, all right, all right. But you can't tell anyone I can get fired just for talking to you. And so they start talking and you see him wave to someone that walks by and someone that's wearing like a doctor's smock and the camera pans back and they're sitting in front of the fucking hospital where he works (laughs) (laughs) in the middle of the day. And he sees his coworkers with the woman that he says, if I talk to you, I will get fired. Like, so, so, so let's go, let's go right outside the door. Like we can't yeah. just inside, but no one will see us. Right. If we go outside. Oh, crap. The front door. That's they, they can't see through these windows, right? Yeah. <laughs> these are one way. These are one way windows, right? Yeah. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Like you say, like you say right in front, right in front, like courtyard of the hospital. <laughs> like they have this big, like this big patio area. That, I mean, when they do the tight shot, it looks like a park. Like they've, oh, they've been somewhere secluded. <laughs> and then, like, at first, because it's still a tight shot, and you see him wave to someone, and you see that person that walked by is a doctor. <laughs> and then it pulls back more, and you see the huge doors of the main entrance to the hospital right behind where they're sitting. I like how all hospitals have parks. That's mm-hmm. my favorite part. The hospital is kind of a downer. It smells funny, but then you get to go play in the park, swing on the swings and skip rocks in the pond. I mean, they do have like that. Most hospitals do have a, you know, sitting area. That's kind of got some benches and some grass outside. Hey, so I was in the garage looking through bins to try to find all the Christmas decorations and I don't know. I'm guessing you're out of your medication or something. I don't know. Uh, I found three poop-filled shoes. This we've got to do something about this. I I don't know. Maybe you need to go see someone. But call me. Bye. So anyway, I'm glad that Ryan described a show because that's a, like this is it's kismet. It's it's a, a hundredth episode <laughs> miracle because. I, I wanted to describe a show that I discovered. So I, I just figured it's fun to share kind of what we're watching. So I was scrolling through on my Amazon Fire Cube, and I found this streaming service that I had that I didn't even realize I had. All it's right. called H Bon Ow, which has a lot of the same shows as, as this as this app I have on my phone, which is called H Bom Axe. Two streaming services, a huge overlap in shows. But uh, anyway, not all of us have, have time to watch everything that's out there. So I thought I'd just like give people a flavor of, of the show that I encountered. Yeah, Thomas? Yeah. Chris, that might be your best joke yet. Oh, th- thank you. So the streaming service has a bunch of shows that uh, I've been wanting to check out. And Thomas, there's one that you might like. It's called Girls. I don't think well, it's well, I, I don't think it's only girls. I think there is at least one guy in it. I think Kylo Ren is in this one. Yeah, there's a there's a Darth Vader like character. Okay. <laughs> and the thing I remember about the show was I feel like Ross Douthat would write about it constantly. It was it was one of those shows. This network or streaming service seems to have a lot of shows that people talk about, but very low ratings. 
like there's <laughs> a special ratio of like everyone talks about these shows, but nobody really watches them. I think Judge Janine probably gets like three times the ratings that these shows get. <laughs> which is why we talk about if it. anybody knew. If anybody knew. If there was any way to, to check that. So what, since what, no, what would you say that uh, this streaming service is more or less popular than Dust? <laughs> I, I think it's probably more popular than Dust, but yeah. Dust has 4 million subscribers. So, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yeah. H Bomb Axe? Come on, Thomas. So, you I mean, know I've their never... catchphrase. If you're on the sax, <laughs> get the axe. <laughs> so they say. So the show that I, I started watching, uh, I'm just in season one. I think there's a few seasons. It's called Wes Two Oral'd. Mm-hmm. The weird name. I don't. There's no one named Wes on the show, and there's no counting on it. So I don't know why the number two is in the title, uh, and I don't know what Oral'd is. Is that plural? Is that plural for Earl? Like, are there multiple Earls that we have yet to meet, or is it the past tense of Oral? Oral is Oral'd. Oral'd. So. It's basically a show where like Anthony- I, I totally oraled that dude. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. Uh, so it's a show where Anthony Hopkins programs robots for perverts. And honestly, that's my like right away there. I'm I I'm struggling with this. Like, so Anthony Hopkins unfolds the space iPad thing and he's like tapping it and giving voice commands and not once is he confused and like shouting into the iPad and like, uh, <laughs> Like, there's no way that this old man would be actually figuring out how to use this device. So, mm. like, I, you just have to suspend your disbelief for most of the show. But, again, you design sex robots for people to either um, have sex with or kill. And so they make these robots that are really lifelike, that they, when you stab them, they bleed blood. And even they must, I don't know if there's something inside the robots that measures the amount of blood they lose because like stabbing them in the belly shouldn't kill a robot. But like, and even at one point, Ed Harris gives this one robot a blood transfusion. This robot's dying. And so he kills this other robot and drains the blood from the one robot into the other robot. And that revives him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, question. Question. Can, okay. can we can we back up? So so you say that there are these robots being made by are they all made by Ant- Anthony Hopkins? He's like the guy who f- mm. thought up the world, and then I think he made other a people lot help of the him. Robot. Yeah, he made yeah, a other, lot of the robots. They use his design, so I think they have this big staff that does it too. And some robots made robots. So. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's a whole. You know, that's an ethical thing. There, can wait. So make? so Ryan, you you've seen West West to oral as well no i i've read the transcripts of every episode though. Okay. okay all right thomas okay. did you have another so question my question okay yes so there are these robots that i mean they might be sex robots they might be war robots well some of them are both i think the idea is like people perverts go to this world to shoot and or have sex with the robots you want the experience okay. and the the emotional trauma of killing someone without actually the consequences. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, so to to really catch my interest here for okay. the show, okay, I, I have a, I have a question. These robots, mm-hmm. what what ethnicity are they? Oh boy. Well, I mean, all of them. 
You see, well, actually, there aren't that many Asians. Okay, but you could kill people of other races. Oh boy, we're really. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, Liam McPoyle's in the show, and he is fascinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, his brother, future brother-in-law, is like, uh, "Like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you want to bang the robots?" <laughs> and and Why don't you kill robots or bang robots. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like seriously, I'm not joking. I'm I'm just describing the plot of the show. The the future brother-in-law is like, you're a douchebag for not wanting to shoot or bang the robots. What is wrong with you? But at the same time of him being uh, incredibly chaste, he's also like weirdly attracted to this one robot, and he's like, she's different. She remembers things. She's special. So special that I don't want to bang her. Yet. But I don't understand, like, he's, like, eyeing her up in this really weird way while also being, like, really wanting to be patted on the back for being chased about not banging her. Anyway, this whole world seems like a massive liability issue because the robots have guns that work on each other. But, like, when they shoot them at people for – maybe they'll explain – Ryan, do they ever explain why they don't work when they shoot people? I mean, that's just the – that's just the way it was – the guns are programmed. But they, okay. they're, they're not supposed to work when they're aimed at people. Okay. But like they can like punch and bludgeon and do other things to people. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's not firing a bullet out of the chamber and they, they are programmed mm-hmm. to not, to not to like not want to kill people, but it seems like they can beat them up and choke them and do various things. Uh, and if they really yeah. wanted to be creative, they probably could kill them. Not to mention. They definitely don't like people. Right. Not to mention. These perverts that go to this world, this is the hugest, biggest liability is like, what's stopping the perverts from shooting each other? Well, the guns won't work on other people. Why? Because the guns are programmed not to work on if it's aimed at a real person. Okay, but why can't you stab someone? Well, I mean, nobody said you couldn't. You probably could. Wouldn't this be an issue? Because because Liam McPoyle takes his future brother-in-law, ties him up, and pulls him like from a horse, not like so fast that he's dragging him, but like he has to walk behind this horse like a prisoner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? I would imagine like that, if, that if would you be wanted a, to would murder be a, somebody, that would be a bad vacation. Yeah, and if you'd want to murder someone, you'd definitely take him here, right? Because there's there is like no footage, like there's no security. They there's no. There is Wait. footage. The whole thing is that all the robots are recording. Okay, but you could go like somewhere in the night and totally kill someone and get away with it. As long <laughs> as it's not with a gun. Yeah, great. You you punched, you you found a hole in, in the ship. The only hole in the ship. Anyway, anyway, I'm just saying from, from a liability standpoint, there seems to be issues. Mm-hmm. That's all. But uh, watch the I show. I don't know. I, I haven't seen the contracts, Chris. Okay. You know, I, I missed the episode where they read the entire contract. <laughs> Remind us again which network the show is on, what it's called, and how many seasons there are. Uh, I have no idea how many seasons there are. I don't know how to look that up, but uh, it's available on H-Bomb Axe, also H-Bomb Ow, and it's called yeah. Wes to World. Uh, I like it so far. Um, Thomas, you'd love it. You get to see a lot of Thandie Newton just sitting around in her birthday suit. Two, two thumbs up from Thomas. I think he muted himself because he choked on his own saliva. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else to say about West 2 World? Um, not really. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a ridiculous okay. show, but it's kind of fun. Hey, okay, I didn't say it wasn't fun. Was, was I? I'm sorry. Was I hard on that show? I didn't mean to be.
I am a girl who loves my island and a girl who loves the sea. It calls me. I am the daughter of the village chief. We are descended from voyagers who found their way across the world. They call me. I delivered us to where we are. I have journeyed farther. I am everything I've learned and more. Still it calls me. And the call isn't out there at all. It's inside me. It's like the tide always falling and rising. I will carry you here in my heart. You remind me. the 100th episode to the best podcast about a podcast ever invented. I love all three of you and all your guests, except you. Loyal listeners of the show might know that the SSEU podcast is very concerned with ratings of different types of shows. And so we are like, we, we don't just take it for granted that a show we like is popular or whatever. So we try to look up the ratings. How many people actually watch the show? And so one of the shows that we have had up for discussion is Judge Janine on uh, the Fox News channel, which Ryan, how did it doesn't have ratings. It, it doesn't have ratings. It doesn't have rating. So I don't know how long it has been on the Fox one of the, Network. It's one of the biggest, like, you know, asked questions in entertainment, <laughs> news, uh, television. It's just like, what are Judge Janine's ratings? And they made a deal with Nielsen to where they're just going to keep them secret. And yeah, yes, like, someday, there's, nothing, there's nothing we can do about that. We've I've filed several FOIAs. Um, <laughs> have not heard back. <laughs> I sent but, them directly but, to Judge Janine. <laughs> but, so it, it, it seems that we have reached a point where Fox News, like Fox News itself, didn't know what the ratings for Judge Janine were. And so eventually, they, like uh, four days ago, right after the election, they canceled the show and they took her off air. They suspended Judge Janine. They didn't know. saw the ratings. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's it, right? Wait, wait, wait. There's a difference between suspending her and taking her off the air, uh, it, like ending the show. She is, I should clarify this. She is suspended and off the air, but she's not necessarily canceled. Okay. Not fired. Still an employee. I mean, I am sure that Judge Janine does not mind this because imagine how many free hour, more free hours that she has in a day and she can just like... Open up a I, bottle I, of wine. I think pretty much anybody has never had a bad experience getting suspended from their job. Thomas, do we have uh, an apartment update? Are, are we going to get that? Yes. Well, so uh, the great news is that I have one or I, I will get one, I guess, is uh, the, the appropriate response. So it seems like uh, I did will you remember, get. Did you remember that you had a lifelong friend um, who rents apartments in that city? 
No, because uh, the Sweden is uh, an equal society. We believe in egalitarianism. And so no one is supposed to get advantages because of their birth or how wealthy they are. And so the public landlord... That's not what you said, That's not what you said last week. Last week. So, so, so the public landlord gracefully awarded, uh, assigned me an apartment uh, out of oh, their... Nice. Uh, so, so okay. Just out of so, the goodness of his heart, or out of the goodness of his heart, the public commissar of housing gave you public housing. It, it, it's a she, but spin it any way you want. The main point here is that starting January first, I will have an apartment in in a brutalist building. Uh, no, I sent walls. you. A, I sent you a photo of this building. It is not brutalist. Yeah, and, and I saw the floor plan. Uh, there's a door and then something called a hall. What is hall? What's the English translation of hall? This is actually a good topic for the podcast. Uh, I, I do want, like, if people have insight into this, I, I, I do want to hear from people. So hall or hall in Swedish means hallway. Hmm. And this apartment has a hallway. And so, so my question, like Ryan, for example, how many apartments have you lived in that had a hallway? Um, hallway is not something I thought about a lot. I mean, I, I would, I'd say a few. If it has probably if it had two bedrooms, it probably had a hallway. My impression of American apartment buildings is most of the time when you enter through the front door, you enter straight into the kitchen slash living room area, and you don't mm-hmm. enter into something that would resemble a hallway. Ideally, you enter into the bathroom, but then <laughs> not, all, not all builders use the same plan. So, And like I said, uh, Thomas showed us the, the floor plan, so we can see that one... So it's kind of weird that one of the bedrooms doesn't have a closet. So that'll be probably your office. And then you can use your other bedroom as a bedroom and then use the closet to record the podcast. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously why the closet is there. Uh, All right, guys, we are starting to run out of time and we have to jump into Afterglow. Is there anything else that you have for this episode? Were we going to offer some reflections on a hundred episodes or are we going to save that for Afterglow? We have time. Chris, what are your reflections? Well, I, f- I figure at 100 episodes, it's a good time to just think back about how we got here. This community, this SSEU is a bizarre place. Uh, it is a diverse place, both geographically and uh, in a lot, all sorts of ways. We came together when uh, a few months after the, the Substandard podcast came out. It was a, a trying time for many of us. Uh, Politically, we were feeling lost and and discouraged in a lot of ways, and it was nice to have a distraction. The Substandard was a wonderful distraction to be able to think about movies every week with JVL, Vic, and Sonny. Uh, And there was that brief Facebook Live era. Remember that, guys? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was great. They'd be like, "Hey, we're going live in like an hour," and and a few of us who had the flexibility would like rush and wait, and then it never seemed to come live when it was supposed to come live. And <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Remember the micro episodes? Those were fun too. Uh, we micro got episodes. We got two uh, substandards per week, and uh, on Twitter, uh, I don't know. I mean, I had a Twitter account I think for a while, but I wasn't active on Twitter up until I. I think I discovered the SSEU and we started conversing with each other and 
Uh, we just celebrated Mega Thread Day. Mega Thread Day. I'm trying to remember what happened. There, there was like a lost segment or a lost show. And I uh, jokingly wrote out a transcript, a brief transcript of what the, the last show would have been, which was just filled with tropes of like, you know, Vic's like, I like Germans and Sonny's like, you know, I like this. And, 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 and I, and that got liked and retweeted within the, as the substandard expanded universe, as we begin to call ourselves pretty early on, I think flag, Taylor in particular seemed to like it and essentially challenged me to write. We joked about me writing a sitcom, uh, the substandard sitcom, a sitcom featuring the personalities of Vic, Sonny and JVL. And I sat down and sometimes things come to me quickly. And this particular thing came to me awfully quickly. I pounded out episode one of the sitcom and submitted it to flag. And I I think he kind of couldn't believe it. And that uh, sharing, I don't know if it was episode one or one of the episodes uh, one of the early episodes of the substandard sitcom I shared with pretty much my best friends that I hadn't met everyone here except Ryan. And that's thus started the mega thread on November 4th to 2017. The mega thread was a place that had all kinds of craziness and zaniness, which we reflected on last week, actually on the mega thread talking about like, Hey, remember when Everson Griffin popped in the mega thread? Hey, you remember when Jake Tapper popped in the mega thread? And the, just the various things. Unsubscribe. <laughs> yes, unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, when Herbert and Gerbert popped in the mega thread. So, I, I mean, we just had all kinds of fun on the internet, which was just a wonderful distraction from frustrations in our lives, from what was going on uh, in politics. But also, uh, I mean, it was a kind of a hard time in my life, uh, both with uh, my son's diagnosis of a rare disease and just the continuing doctoring that he requires. Uh, life is hard. And we planted a church and that was really hard and exhausting in so many ways. And so the SSEU was a a really nice outlet for me uh, and just meeting uh, so many wonderful people. And then I don't even know where the idea for a SSEU podcast came from, but we just started talking about it. And jokingly, we started, was it Thomas? We started uh, recording these trailers for it like these one or two minute trailers, like next week, like not intending to actually record it, but like next week on the SSU podcast, we're going to have Ryan talk about, you know, something goofy. Uh, we could probably find these trailers somewhere, but uh, eventually I think Thomas was like, Hey, we should actually do this. But I want to say that was in July or August. I don't know what year, 2018, probably. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. And I was like, yeah, I want to do it but I just can't right now. I, I think this was kind of when I was getting ready to go on like a 10 day trip out West to go to my cousin's wedding in, in Washington state. And just a, a lot of other stuff was going on. Uh, again, planting a church is a big endeavor that takes all of my time and energy. And uh, so devoting time to a podcast seemed unfathomable to me, but basically Ryan and Thomas were going to uh, basically plan to start it without me, which like I barged in, I was like, no, 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 guys, like whatever, like I'll find time. Uh, like I want to do this. I don't know if you guys remember differently than that, but ba- like we had separately talked about doing it, but uh, I had put it off into the future. Like, Hey, talk to me in like two months, three months, whatever. And that time came and they were going to do it without me. And I'm like, no, no, no. All right. I want in. And those early months, I, I just earlier today pulled up the oldest episode on the iTunes thread, which I think is episode six. It's with, with shark and Mary um, about hear me roar. 
And I mean, we had listened to each of us had listened to podcasts forever. Uh, we were big fans of podcasts, but as far as, I mean, we were just ordinary people getting online because of Ryan's work schedule. It was late at night and we would just get goofy late at night, both from being crazy tired, but maybe having a few drinks. And I mean, it was the early episodes were just the craziest things ever. Just um, the pace of them, a lot of uh, talking over each other. I would love to just go back and listen to a number of old ones. And I, I, I don't know if this, if I'm trying to say that we've gotten better as podcasters, I'd like <laughs> to think that we have a little bit, but again, we aren't, we, we aren't people. This isn't part of our job and carving out uh, at like 11 PM midnight, which was really late for me. I'm, I'm exhausted by those times in those early, early couple dozen episodes. It was just insane. I was staying up late, but like, it was so much fun that uh, even though it was basically killing me, I was <laughs> devoted to this thing that we were doing that, that uh, we didn't, none of us really have that much time to prepare for. And so it, it's that balance of like putting in just enough preparation for it to not suck, but not being <laughs> like, I wish I had like eight more hours a week to actually plan. So it's, it's a miracle of editing that Thomas does to get anything coherent on like that makes any possible sense. Cause so many times uh, we show up with a germ uh, of an idea and somehow sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And Thomas just figures out what works and what doesn't. And uh, he has this magical potion that he mixes in and produces a great podcast. So guys, hundred episodes, uh, we're going to have many more cause we're, we're continents apart. I mean, the insanity of, of, of figuring out how to synchronize these schedules is a big reason why we don't have as many guests. Cause it's like, like, how do we invite someone on a show when we don't even know when we're recording? <laughs> Hey guys, can we record in one hour? Okay. Uh, what are we going to talk about? Um, I don't know. Like, do you have something? No, uh, we'll figure it out. So anyways, guys, thanks for hundred episodes. It's been a wild ride. Uh, as Thandy Newton says in solo, it's been a ride. So is that what she says? Love. It's uh, been a ride. Love. I don't know what she says. I, I, Woody, I like, I'll miss your Woody. Some shows have had thousands of listeners, which is just, Insane. Absolutely, it, it's insane. It's, it's, insane. it's insane to us, and we have, we appreciate all of you. And so, one of the things that we want to do so the next time that we record a show, we are going to actually make it live on Patreon. So, if you are a Patreon subscriber and you want to to watch how the sausage gets yes. made, yeah, it's about as good as that too. Most of the episodes that we record are probably twice the length that we actually publish. And so there is a lot of other stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we talk about. That Sounds, we, sounds like your, sounds like your uh, Tinder profile, things being twice as long as they actually are. Was it at 50 episodes that we pretended like we were going to quit? It was 50 or 52. Okay. So <laughs> is this- 52 at, and through. That's what we said. <laughs> <laughs> you know the saying. Um, so at 100, is this where we pretend like we're going to go on and then don't? <laughs>